following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanCarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanCarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Bean Carter. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan. It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 fabulous radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. You can also listen on the free stream on our website and on the iHeart app. Search The Huge Show and you can listen anywhere you get mobile service. Let's go talk some baseball with former major leaguer John Vanderwall. He calls West Michigan home. He joins us in studio. How you doing, Johnny? Doing great. Huge. Doing All right. great. All right. So you and I talk off air a lot. We have the last couple of years in regards to the Tigers. You know, Scott Harris joined us the first week. Uh, he was in Detroit as president, and he had this optimism. And hey, man, we're going to go out and get veterans. We got minor leaguers who can step up. Young guys. And then all of a sudden, after the first of the year, uh, through free agency, the lack of big-name signings, the reality hit Harris that the Tigers are who they are. This is a re-rebuild. They're not starting over, but where is this franchise going? Oh, boy. Nowhere. And nowhere quick. And it's it's sad. Um, I don't think free agents would come here, first of all, and I think a lot of it involves the people that are um, in the dugout. Um, I think they had that a couple of years ago. They had a big sign that, that they wanted, and he wouldn't come here. Why? Well, I think it was because of the man in the dugout. So they've got that problem. They've got uh, they gaslighted us last year. At least they didn't gaslight us this year. What do you mean gaslight? Oversold what they Overs- were do? Oh, totally oversold what they had, and they started at the uh, – um, it would be the last. Well, be the end of twenty twenty one. They started gaslighting us. Then um, they said they got these young kids coming up. Um, they've rushed Torkelson. Uh, their pitching uh, it hasn't worked out the way that, that they wanted it to. Uh, now, twenty twenty three. As a Tiger fan, it's here we go again. It's Groundhog Day again. Uh, we're back to square one. It is a rebuild. Um, there, he has to, I, he has done some things that I I have liked, but well, what what has Harris done that you that you like? He got rid of the lefty that threw 100 miles an hour who couldn't pitch in um, uh, high stress and stressful innings. So I, I thought that was a very very good move. I hope that lefty goes and does well in Philly. Uh, you needed to get rid of him. He's got some interesting guys that come in from Philly. Uh, the Nevin kid coming in. Uh, he he's made some moves that I've kind of looked at. Hmm, 
It's not bad. And the ultimate thing is you got to give him a chance. We can't get in and bury him right now because uh, he's new to the game here. He's got, what, six months he's been in here. He probably walked in and went, oh, my gosh, what do I got here? Um, so he, he's looking at the roster. The roster isn't great. Uh, he's made some moves. I, I, liked, I liked the moves. And uh, let's see what they do. Let's see where they're at in July. Yeah, it's interesting to hear Scott Harris in our first interview back in September. Uh and then our second conversation that I'm not saying buyer's remorse, but maybe he looking at the data and again, data analytics, that part of the game that's out there. Maybe he thought there was more in Detroit than really was. Maybe he did, you know, and I, I think as a young, a young person coming up in, in those situations where you've got your, you're going to be the GM, you are going to be the man. Um, it's like you'll tell almost take any job. So because you're a president of one of you know you're an exclusive club, right? You're an exclusive club, and hey, it's Detroit, and I love. I mean, I I bleed lions. I don't bleed tigers right now, but I used to. Uh, I love Detroit sports. Uh, it is one of the best uh, places in America uh, for sports, and you come into this atmosphere, and then you come and realize, okay. Um, this team isn't what it was, what they advertised. And this is absolutely a total rebuild. I come in here and I give up me taking, you know, I, I still find it. It's unbelievable that the GM comes in and can't pick his own manager. That floors me. That totally floors me. It's, it still does. It's like um, the owner and the manager picked the GM. I, I I I just I see confrontation there. You know, I I watch. So that's not the norm you're saying no, across Major League Baseball. Absolutely not. You just come. I mean, I, I just usually the owner picks the GM and tells him. Yeah, the, they go and get their own guy. Your own guys, plural everywhere. Yeah, it's like Travel Channel kindred spirits. You know, they seem to the be getting. I see this. I, I mean, I, I look forward to this because I, I just I can't imagine he's happy with that. Well, can't that's imagine. Chris Illich not familiar with it, and he had. Hinge, because now most of the front office connected to Avila is gone, right? Uh, no, there's still a couple guys that should they be should, It should be cleaned. They should be cleaned out. Exactly. They should Clean have been cleaned house. out because there's three guys that are still there that were the architects of the, the debacle that happened last year. And if you go inside, and we've already talked about this, but what had happened, even though Al, I, I couldn't stand Al, Al did do what... Al Avila. Yeah. Well, he did do what... AJ wanted. He got him the guys. He got him. He got him the guys that he wanted. And so Al's a fall guy, and you think it should have been more on AJ hand? Oh, I think it's 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 you know it's the, it's the other two guys too. I, there's three of them. They're all still there. And now that and now what's funny is that in the wintertime, now they want to be held accountable. Who are the other guys? Uh, it was Sam and Jay? That they're all there was those three. Those are the three that cleaned house in the minor leagues with all the guys, the big league experience. Are guys Sam and Jay leagues. the analytics guys? Yes. You're part of it. So so they're all living in this analytical world. Yeah, now over the winter, now we need to be held accountable. Well, you should have been held accountable for the debacle that had happened. You should be held accountable for um, bringing Spencer Torker, Torkelson up last year when everybody in baseball knew he was only a double-A player. Uh, I think the kid's going to be a really, really good player. I really he looks do. good in spring training. Oh, I, sure and I did he? see a couple highlights on his swing. Um, they've planed out his swing. Um, they've so done some not, good they're, things. They're not doing that. Uh, what was uh, the... What was the uppercut swing? That oh they were yeah, I, what's it called? Uh, the launch, launch, the angle. launch angle stuff. Yes. So and I and I I have seen a few swings. I'm like, wow, they they've planed him out. And and he the the ball I saw that he hit in 
um, West Palm, the opposite field home run. I mean, he was planed out, and he it was not. It was an op- taco line drive. He leveled it off, yeah, right. and it was an oppo taco line drive. So, I mean, the kid's going to be good, but he still should start this year in Toledo. You have not had enough minor league experience. I mean, and that is not his fault. It is not his fault. It is the Detroit Tigers' debacle of this whole situation. He should have been in Double A last year. If he did well, he either he he dominates Double A. He goes to Triple A at the All Star break. And then if he dominates there, then you maybe look into this year and say, okay, maybe we'll give him a shot. See, I don't care what he does this year. He's doing having a great spring, but spring is spring is nothing. It doesn't matter for veterans, especially. I don't care if you hit a buck thirty or if a pitcher you got a seventy RA, because when the bell rings, it is a totally different ball game. It is it is amped up ten times. So whatever happens now, I mean, I hear people go, oh, he's hit good in spring. He or he's pitched well. He should be on the big no. No, it's 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 just people getting ready to play, and it doesn't it like I heard Parker Parker Meadows should no Parker should not be in the big leagues, neither should Andrew Lipschitz, but they have had good enough seasons in spring training that they if they do well in AAA they should be looked upon to to helping out the big league club. So the debacle, the Torkelson is one of the one of the worst things I've ever seen in baseball. It is that bad, and and it's that bad with many, many people who know baseball and have been around baseball their life. Well, they sold it last year. Riley Green and Torkelson were the next great duo in big league baseball. Just wasn't in Detroit. That was a storyline that was fed out of Detroit to the rest of baseball and the media a year ago. And here's the kicker on this thing. They already blew it last year. Yeah, he was. He had a pretty good spring last year. So Torgelson struggles again. This could be something exactly. mentally where he never recovers. Well, right? I wouldn't say he he's going to recover and he's going, but it, it's going to it. It probably is. This is they're probably going to have him up. He's you know he could struggle, and then in two years they're going to lose him to the uh, Texas Rangers. He's going to hit forty and, home and runs. He'll go out and make three hundred million and and be a Hall of Famer. You know, it's one of those deals. And the kid's going to be good, but stop. Let him get his feet under. And it's like I'm the only one in, in that's that's really advocating for the kid. Because I'm not advocating for the Detroit Tigers. I'm adv- advocating for the kid to be able to be schooled a little bit in minor leagues, be dominant in the minor leagues, struggle in the minor leagues, then get your dominant swing back. It's a struggle. It's an up-and-down thing. But you've got to go through that. And it's very difficult to do that in the major leagues. And they totally blew this. Um, and that's why I still say he needs to go down. He needs to spend because he, I mean, let's be honest. Last year sucked. That was a horrible year. Absolutely horrible year for him. And he went down to triple A and was not good. Because it's mental now. Now it's mental. Exactly. He didn't have enough time to get through that. So let him develop and you hear, oh, he's got to be in. No, he does not. Your, your, your team's going to suck this year anyway. And, I, but I, and I, I've got a couple other things. I think the, the ball's going to be juiced, um, and the Detroit and the Tiger pitching is going to be in deep, deep doo-doo. I, you know, Scott Harris did say, I think it was right after the first of the year, when talking about the upcoming season or maybe back at the winter meetings, that, well, we're going to look at the young arms and the young bats this year. He didn't even, there was no optimism on anything on this season. So is it going to be a quick, hey, Torkelson, you know, a month in isn't hitting, is he back down AAA? Now you send him back down again for the second straight year. What you're saying, 
Does he mentally recover inside this organization or need that change of scenery? Well, yeah. Riley Green, you know, is he close to being a... He's ready. I mean, Riley, they did Riley Green, right? right. Yeah, and he's a, and he's a dude. Um, I just think... You mean dude, you mean a player. He's a player. Absolutely. He is a player. So the, here's the thing. I hope, because it looks like he is going to be up and they're going to... looks like they're putting him in the four, five, six hole. They're putting him right in the middle. The kid has got 400 big league at-bats, no minor league experience, and you're going to go throw him back in it again. Um, I hope that he, I mean, you just, you hope that he has a quick start. I mean, that's, it, you have to go out, you got to get out to a quick start. If he has that and he can build on that, then, you know, then he's going to be all right. But you still take that risk. And to me, the risk is not worth it. It is totally not worth it because the kid's going to be good. He's going to be a player. Let him get his feet underneath him in the minor leagues. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really pretty simple. It's just that I, the only thing I can think of is that, um, you have a coaching staff with young kids, and they want to build this this repertoire with the young kids, so they at least have some people on their side. That's the only thing I can think of because I, I can't see the veterans liking a lot of the things that, that go on in that clubhouse. Well, you're looking at a lineup that for the Tigers will be Haas at catcher, Torkelson at first, Scope at second, uh, Javi Baez again a big ballpark. I know they're bringing in the. He's going to be good this year. Javi's going to be good this year. Yeah, I saw a swing in that World Baseball Classic. You know, he just a big swing every time, which, again, uh, the Nick uh, Matten, uh, he's a guy picked up uh, in the... Him and Veerling, I yeah, think. Right, from and Matt Veerling in left field from the Philly trade. Again, you're looking, you know, at, at this this lineup outside of Baez right now, and I like Haas as just a, a guy that can hit 240-250, give you the big three-run homer when you need it occasionally. And a hometown kid. And Riley Green in center. And Meadows coming back would be big. He's I think he's going to have a good year, too. That's why I think offensively they're going to be pretty good. I, I just, I can't see. They were so they bad don't have last a lot, year. You know, when you look at this, and again, when you're looking at uh, Madden and you look at Veerling, they and, and Torkelson that you mentioned, uh, and I like Kerry Carpenter with Miguel, uh, you know, rotating at DH. Yeah, they, they've they they've got some pieces, and, I, and I, I've had a conversation with another look one. Look at of that rotation, friends. though. Well, I think Rodriguez is going to be okay. Uh, Turnbull does have one-two stuff. I mean, he's a first number one-two starter stuff. But has it, how long he's, has he ever pitched a full year? And what is he, 30 years old now? I, I, I seen this kid in 2014, and I thought the same thing, and it's 2023. Is Matthew Boyd back for his 19th time with the Tigers? Well, it feels that way, doesn't it? It does. I, I just I think they're looking at they need they need innings. But is he better people. out of the – I mean, Penn than he is a starter? Is he a spot starter for I don't know. He, other he, teams, I, right? It's hard to tell out of that 12 innings he threw last That's year. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't no, I just go. So they know something that we don't. I mean, so that's a Scott Harris thing. Maybe Matt, he's got something that yeah, Matt he Manning, knows. Right? You know, has Matt pitched a full year? I, you know, I, who's their fifth starter? Well, they got that Wentz kid, yet Manning, um, that Brisky, Lorenzo, Brisky, another kid. You know. I don't even know. They got people you, you don't. Not well, even at least they got some guys that some veteran guys that can that can. Shore up some innings, I, I think. I, 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 they do have, I think Rodriguez is going to be decent this year. And I think if Turnbull doesn't get hurt and can throw, he, he is lights out. He can well, be lights what's out. What's that bullpen look like? I, I, I don't, you can always throw a bullpen together in the big They're days. sponsored by uh, Meyer Gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, come on. They, they, Cisnero, Lang, Riley, Alexander. Uh, wow, Garrett Hill, Will Vest. 
It always seems like every Man. year there's always mm. a couple guys that that come. I know, I know what you're saying. Well, it's it's you know a year ago, and, and it's an interesting point. And John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, calls West Michigan uh, home Padres, Yankees, Giants. Who else you play with? Pirates, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, it, well, you pay had a good career. He's in studio with us talking baseball. A year ago, the optimism, and I, I didn't feel the Tigers sold me anything. I I thought that they were ready with the combinations they put together to do something. You, I'll give you credit in our conversations, you were spot on about the Tigers last year. And I'm talking back in March, February, March of 2022, over a year ago, you were right there on what it would be like and I think a lot of us, because I'm a Tigers fan and also do a statewide show, that you want them to get back to winning. And also, they're a business, so in selling something, they had to sell season tickets, individual game tickets. And now, you're Chris Illich. Uh, you're looking at your franchise. And I'm saying outside of Miggy's swan song, seeing him on home stands is still worth a ticket with the career he's had. That What's your draw? Uh, beyond opening day, beyond 80-degree summer days where Saturdays and Sundays you get some crowds. What, what's your draw? And, you know, Scott Harris is the president, so there's the business side and the baseball side of this. But the tone to be a re-rebuild uh, after what they had last year in terms of selling the team to the people, to the media, now you're looking at what? Is it another two, three years? You hope? Is it four years? What is it, Johnny? I mean, I, 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 I'm concerned also with all the injuries that are happening in the last year. But isn't that baseball now with a lot of the arm injuries? That well, it depends. It depends on what kind of program you're on. So you're talking about physical strength, conditioning, those. Things. It seems like, and maybe is that in season? Wrong. Is that in season or out of season? I think it's both now. I but they're all doing these different. Techno garbage programs. Like what? Explain it to me. Well, there's other, there's these companies out there who suddenly it came on. I mean, we talked about it um, six, seven months ago that they've solved everything, you know, and they've got the perfect workout program. They're doing this. I know that there have been these pro, these uh, companies come in, and I believe this one is in with the Tigers. I'm not going to say their name. Um, and then all of a sudden, injuries are starting to come around. And then you have, have these individual programs, and then you got a kid, Jung, I mean, they got the kid blues back out. I mean, how does that happen? I, I, I don't know. I mean, you've had guys, you've had how many TJ, TJ surgeries? Which would be Tommy John and then surgeries. And you had, then you had uh, uh, Scoble um, with some kind of arm thing. I mean, it's just, injuries are part of the game, but I mean, I'm going, in the last year, Mai's gone, all these guys gone, 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 gone. Why? Have you, what have you changed? What is different? And I think there have been things different. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're the same, and, and the Tigers just have that bad of luck. You know, I don't know. Yeah, you're Scott Harris, so and you, right now your your handprint is the Boyd pickup. I mean, you're a new president. You come in. That's your move. Well, maybe he's smart enough to go. This is a lost year already. That's why that that that's what I from when I talked to him the first time back in September to where we are now and what I've heard from him and what he said. I believe he looks at this and says, "Whoa, this is nowhere near where I thought it was," and that's why he used the word young. 
whenever I hear we're going young, especially at the pro level, right? That means we're a long ways away. Bingo. And we heard that in 2019, 2020 with the Tigers. So you're telling me this fan base, which is as loyal and as good oh, as any fan base ever. I, I mean, I, it is. Without so you're, you're going to tell them now it's three more years? You know, you're a business. You're Chris Illich. You're, you're the business mind. You have your degree in business. You know, you're not that excitable fan for the Wings or the Tigers like your father was, the late Mike Illich. So, but you need butts in the seats. Wings look like they're on a... Uh, track to be much improved. Uh, you brought in a president, Stevie Wise, putting all his guys in there that he wants on the ice, off the ice. I agree with you. If, if Scott Harris doesn't have full control of all the decisions on people underneath him, uh, any president in any business won't succeed anywhere. And you know, maybe he was like, "Yeah, maybe he's best friends with all these guys." I I, I don't know, but I, it's just just odd. It is just it just it's an odd 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 thing. And, and that's why I'm... So how bad will this year be, then, for a Tigers fan listening right now? Um, I think offensively they're going to be pretty good. Uh, pitching, you've got two guys that could be very good. Uh, you, do have a, you do have enough arms to cover innings for starters. So uh, I'm saying 65 wins. So what does that do for a fan base to uh, get... Uh, the English D, the following's loyal, but what does that do to draw? What does that do for TV ratings? For well, Valley, what's going on Valley? with Valley now? Well, I no, mean, they did announce that the Tigers are gonna they're gonna carry them. But beyond this, I've heard that Illich is, may do his own app or network with the Wings and Tigers, which is probably a smart move for someone like him with the Little Caesars and the Empire they have to be able to not only do an app to watch games, but to turn around and then sell some games to local stations like they used to do back in the day, right? Remember when it was a treat to watch a Tiger game. Remember Larry Osterman and George Kell on a Saturday afternoon watching oh. Tiger baseball? Or on a Wednesday night in Texas. Yeah, you know, yeah. at 8.30, they'd have yeah. to start. Yeah, I remember George all that. George Kell, Al Kaline, remember that? Larry Osterman. And so, and they'll just have that money compared to other owners. It will be some of those small market places that can't survive on their own, where they don't draw well on TV, they're not connected to advertisers, you know, Little Caesars, Illiches, they have, do their own network, do their own app. You want to watch the Wings and the Tigers, you got to put the app on your TV like everybody's watching YouTube TV or Paramount Plus. Yeah, You got a Tigers, a Little Caesars network, they got the sponsor there. You yeah. know, Little Caesars just became like official pizza of the NFL last year. Yep. So I, they're okay, but it's the other regional networks where baseball is going to have to do some thinking. I know there's talk of them taking it in-house on the MLB app, and people buy that pass, and they can watch her local team. As long as the blackout's out, you know, that's always been the pain. Like, Well, that that's the that, – that, and even with Bally, that when someone goes and travels, they, you know, you're a Tigers fan. You go down to your vacation in June to North Carolina – you want to watch the Tigers, but they even the app will have a blackout, right? Yeah, they got to get that. They got to get all that stuff straightened out. Well, it's sure. money, you know, and, and, and what it is is that, you know, you came in, Rupert Murdoch sold those regional networks at the time, Fox Sports Detroit, for $20 billion to Disney. $20 billion. Disney then had to give them up, didn't want to give them up, 
because of the Federal Trade Commission. It might be interesting to see if Disney ESPN Plus could come back in there now and say, hey, this is going to help jobs, teams. Baseball has a lot of political power, right, with the antitrust, is that we want to take them over, and you get ESPN Plus carrying all these games locally. I just they got to do something. Well, you know, the game itself, they're changing the rules, which I we'll talk about that later, John. But the the future of the game, when you look at the young generation or the younger generation, how many are wearing jerseys, wearing their baseball cap? Like we did, whether you were a, a Pirates fan growing up or a Cubs fan or the old English T, it's not there. And they're smart enough to say, okay, what do we do? It's 162 games. It's a long year. You know, I'm looking at this World Baseball Classic, and I have to tell you something. The passion and energy that the fans from Japan, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela show in-game reminds me of a soccer match, a football game. There is so much sound, noise, passion. And U.S., I will say this, up until the Grand Slam from Trey Turner, they were going through the motions in this World Baseball Classic, and they woke up. And, and, and I just think there's a passion that is there. And you look at look at the younger generations they were showing from Venezuela, Puerto Rico. It's a family thing like it was for us in baseball. And I know we have a lot of options in America that other countries don't have. But Major League Baseball is not doing a good job at connecting to those kids. So, for instance... NFL has their flag football with the names of the teams that they put in all these cities. Where's Major League Baseball doing doing inner city youth baseball leagues that they put on for free that the kids play and they wear uniforms of Major League teams? There's none of that, man. And I, I think the bigger issue here when you look at Bally, when you look at the fact that the Major League Baseball franchises can't support it, and it's not wholeheartedly like I mentioned it's just the fact that Sinclair Broadcasting came in and bought them for $10 billion, and they're not getting their money back. So when you bought them all as one company, I think if you put them out there for sale individually, there would be buyers of the profitable ones that would come in and say, yeah, I'm going to buy this, and I'm going to run it. right? And I also think where baseball, these regional networks, broadcast companies, whether it was left or right, politics got involved in that, and you're starting to see the fallout from networks who are collapsing. Networks who decided to preach political advertising, which uh, you need to separate it. And I think the game of baseball, back to what we're talking about, we'll get to in a moment. I want to get your thoughts on the future of the game. How do you grassroots it again? Because it was grassroots for you growing up in Hudsonville. It was grassroots for me growing up in Burton Heights, just down the street here from 96 won the game. I couldn't wait to get out and throw the ball. I couldn't wait to go play up against the stairs with the guys in the neighborhood. Wiffle ball leagues. Tennis ball up against the stairs. Yep. I tell everybody, man, I'm like, I learned how to hit when my brother Bob was throwing heat against us, and the middle stair was a strike. Yep. Then you'd argue for an hour afterwards on, uh, but you're playing up against home runners over the fence by the church. I mean, that baseball was in, you know, it's a field of dreams. That's why that movie was so powerful Yes, for a lot of us. So we'll talk about it more. John Vanderwall in the studio talking baseball, Tigers, MLB. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the future of the game and talk about his connection 
to the younger generation. If you have a Tigers question, at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, or on the Mercantile Bank listener line. They're a local bank you can depend on with locations wherever you're listening right now in Michigan. You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. UFC 287 is this Saturday. Get in on all the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code HUGE. Bet just $5 on the pre-fight money line and get $150 in bonus bets if your fighter wins. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, wants help, needs help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline, 800-270-7117. 21 plus, Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter. And whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the Huge Show across Michigan, 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, Yankees, Giants, Expos, Pirates, Padres. Am I missing one? Brewers? Brewers? Reds? Oh, okay. I'm missing two. <laughs> You're bragging now. You're bragging. No, I would You're no. a bragger. Okay, I'm, geez, I'm sorry. You got to be one of the great uh, left-handed swings ever right there. Ken Griffey uh, Jr., uh, probably John Vanderwall, one of the greatest pinch hitters uh, the game's ever seen. Uh, he now is the head baseball coach. No, I'm, uh, assistant. I'm assistant at Forest Hills. Forest Hills Central. And the boys, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central, he's an assistant. Also, you do some private lessons in the West Michigan area? Yeah, a place called ACA out in Lowell, Michigan. Justin Miller, who is the uh, Lowell cool. head coach, baseball coach, He uh, he's got that... Uh, 
that building, beautiful building out there in off of Alden Nash. Yeah, you, you're, you're sitting way far away from the mic. And you get a oh, just, no, just a beautiful, there you go. Nice, you're beautiful okay. building off off Brad uh, was, Alden Nash. Brad was calling you out uh, during that night, Superfly um, Hayes. Well, you so. can turn. You're looking like your neck sprain. <laughs> 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 so no, doing lessons out there. Okay. Things are good. Things All right, are so really you're good. you're helping out Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central. I am, yeah. I'm and you were helping out. out the football team. I saw you on the sidelines at the state championship game against Warland De La Salle when it was halftime. Yeah, yeah. I have I helped them out. I hold the uh, defensive scout cards out for the defense during the week, and then uh, I control the music on Friday nights. I used to be on the sidelines, and then I go on the sidelines if. Uh, one of the coaches isn't there. So you control the music in the press box? Yeah, I got like, we will rock you to start the game. And Do you uh, feel like you're wiki, wiki, Sweet wiki. Caroline. And you go, uh, 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 down uh yeah. Yeah, really? So the, the only time I got booed is I, uh, what was that song? The, uh, let it go, let it go. The, the the little kids loved it. You mean from like uh, the yeah the frozen ice, yeah so oh yeah that's a big at stadium. You know, I like those singing. <laughs> okay, now you're gonna get on me too. So I was playing it, oh and I had God. all I had. Well, it's, it's during timeouts. Okay, you're John Vanderwall, you're a former major leaguer. So I had all the kids singing "Let It Go" how about and all back this and stuff. Black, we will rock you. We I got the those champions. in too. I got those okay, in well, too. How do you get frozen in? Well, because I wanted the little kids. I want to get the kids. I want to get everybody involved. Well, anyway, <laughs> I started going down the stands at halftime, and I'm getting, I mean, the parents are all over me. That's the last time I want to hear that song. Because <laughs> they heard so, it a million yeah, times with like their popcorn kids. popcorn at me and stuff. I'm like, all right. Okay, all right, well, all right. Man, you have that music dream. You've been in stadiums, right? Yeah. And and what, and what was your walk-up music when you were playing uh, in the big a Danger Zone. Uh, that was that really Danger Zone from Top Gun. That was mine. Um that was probably the only one I really played. I love that really? song. So you tell them what you want for walk up, right? Yeah, they did. I, yeah, and, and yeah, and the big leash did. But I mean, music is so cool. And and so you had highway that, when the danger zone was like the danger zone. I mean, you're ready really? to get. It. I know. Yeah. I got the song there, right. John. That, well. Again, if you start singing, let it go. We're gonna have to let this interview. Go. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to let this interview. Uh, hey, go. my phone's cut. Uh, I got I mean, Hey, yeah, highway to the danger zone. I mean, uh, that's original Top Gun, not Top Gun Maverick. That's from the. First one. I was there any other song you wanted to add that might have been no Sweet Caroline. No, for, um, no, for you when your walk up and when you're playing in the no, big. No, I, I I didn't really get into that. It wasn't like I'm. I was checking music out to see what I. That really wasn't a thing. I was had, there any walk up song you thought was the perfect for a guy that you love that you played with because you play with Bonds, you play with Jeter. Um. Were you no. there when Enter Sandman came on for Mariano? Loved it. Were you there with yes. the Yankees then? Yes. But he didn't play that much the year I was there. He was hurt the whole year. But when he did come in, that was really cool. That was cool. But the best one was Hell's Bells was Trevor Hoffman. Oh, for the Padres. No question. That is the Amen. best. Yeah, when he would come walking out. Enter Okay. Well, I'm just telling you're you. You're singing bells now. I, na, na. Okay. Let's All right, go. Johnny. I if you're doing out again, I know everybody at DeVos Place and DeVos Performance Hall. If you want to get in on oh, one of the shows, they're texting now. They're saying, <laughs> I think Frozen, Frozen. All right, so I, so I'm getting stabbed. Frozen, and I deserve that. Frozen, one that uh, Frozen. The play is coming to DeVos Performance Hall, <laughs> featuring John Vanderwolf. Uh, like, you tried. You were doing it for the kids. I the was doing it for the kids. Good. I was like back in my, my old days at Terry yeah, Hall Roller Rink. You, you've seen the kids at a high school football game. They're all running around by the concession stand. But they all stopped when Let It Go came on. Yeah, because they, they like, stopped and said, what the hell is that guy <laughs> playing up there? 
I got that. All right. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer in studio with us here on the huge show across Michigan. Our Bud Light huge question of the day. Uh, you can always join in. Uh, what do you think the Tigers will do this year? Uh, your expectations? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge. 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for a superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. All right, this guy's used to season openers, home openers. Uh, he's evolved into one of the top broadcasters in the business. He's the pride and joy of Potterville, Michigan. Joe Davis is standing by on the Meyer guest line here on the huge show across Michigan, ready to talk some Major League Baseball. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. It's always good to talk to you, Huge. So what's on your checklist now? Because I see you everywhere. I World Baseball Classic, I, you know, NFL games, college football, college basketball, Dodgers TV. Uh, what's on the Joe Davis plate right now? Man, so we had uh, Dodger opening day last Thursday. I flew to New York Friday at Yankees-Giants Saturday. Back for the Dodgers Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. In about an hour, we fly to Phoenix to keep going with the Dodgers on a seven-game trip. In this Major League Baseball season with the rules changes, I will give baseball credit. I haven't noticed the bigger bases. The rule changes uh, haven't impeded the game. I think it's helped it. It's kind of shocking to see, you know, two hours and 12 minutes of the Tigers season opener in Tampa. I was down at Tropicana, two hours and 18 minutes. What's the feedback you're getting from players and managers and coaches between your Fox National broadcast last week and also with the Dodgers? Yeah, I think that it was an adjustment period, but spring training was a great time to be able to do that. You know, it's a, it's a month, basically, of testing it out and feeling it out, and it's almost consensus that they love it. You still have the old-school guys who prefer to keep it how it was, but even like somebody like Clayton Kershaw, who's as old-school as they come in the game currently, he says that he totally gets it, and he's on board with it after having pitched in one of the games and uh, having experienced you know, a full week of the regular season games. He just sees and feels the benefits that come from these rules. As we close in on opening week in the 2023 Major League Baseball season, uh, any surprises for you? What has stood out to Joe Davis? I think that it's probably what I just said, Huge, and that is how seamlessly it feels like these new rules have been implemented. 
and how on board all the players seem to be with him. So I, I, I figured that it would be a longer time before it felt natural and before it felt like there wasn't much pushback. I'm sure one of these days we're going to have a game end on a violation and, and there's going to be big uproar over it. But I think that we've gotten to a point where it's all benefits, very, very little negativity, uh, much quicker than I anticipated we get to. Joe Davis, voice of the Dodgers, also Fox Major League Baseball, Game of the Wink, uh, and also uh, college football, NFL, you name it. Joe does it out of Powderville, Michigan. Uh, who are some of the breakout guys, you think? Uh, I know a week doesn't make a baseball season, uh, but new names on the block that could reach potential superstar status later this year or maybe early into next year. Yeah, I think that he, he started to already launch onto that radar last year, but Julio Rodriguez in Seattle, transcendent type talent that more and more people are going to learn about. Um, there's some guys that not quite on his level, but that are, are rookies at this point that people are going to learn about. Corbin Carroll in Arizona, he's a, he's a small but powerful and really fast guy. In fact, he debuted last year and was the single fastest runner in baseball. So he's a, an exciting player. Arizona's got a few exciting players while well, it up Carroll. Uh, Dodgers have a couple rookies that I get to see every night in Miguel Vargas and James Altman and it seems like every year Dodgers have a, a guy or two come up that nobody sees coming and wind up being really good players. So that, that for me, huge is one of the fun parts about doing the Dodgers. One of the fun parts about baseball period is seeing those guys show up that you know you get to learn each year and, and you get to learn about and see emerge as the next generation of guys that will follow. I had former Major Leaguer John Vanderwall, West Michigan native who lives in West Michigan. He's joining us once a week in studio to talk Tigers in Major League Baseball. And he thinks there's a push here on analytics not playing. It will always play a part because numbers have been a part of baseball from the start. But the hardcore analytics, most teams are starting to pull back on that, and you're letting some of that natural talent develop both on the mound and in the batter's box. I think that'd be a good thing for everybody. And, you know, the, the whole war on analytics thing, I, analytics is just information. I just think that it's the way that the information has been applied uh, as, as time has gone on. And it's, you know, it's made for a brand of baseball that is not as watchable. You know, fewer balls in play. Um, when the shift was around, less action because you're pretty much going to find a defender no matter where you hit it. The, the advancements in this information was so great. It's a wonderful thing. It's just the way that it's kind of manifested made for a less watchable product. So I think that the new rules that we're seeing, the limit of the shift, the pitch clock means that hopefully guys can't load up and throw 100 every single time they pitch. Um, yeah, I think batting average is going to go up. The different rules with the bigger bases and, and the pickoff limits are going to lead to more running game. All that leads to more action. And the, you know, the push for uh, analytics, and, and again, this is just information, but what the information was leading people to do was miss bats. Like, let's find any way we can to miss bats and get strikeouts. That led to less action, and I think that this is going to shift it back to more action, which is enjoyable to watch. We're already seeing that through the first week. I agree. And even Ron Manfred said that, you know, right after the World Baseball Classic that 
uh, analytics were too much a uh, part of the game and were hurting the game, and now you take the new rules, you take away the shift, uh, the game looks more natural, looks old school. We're getting you know some great uh, pitching duels early, which usually happens with pitching in front of hitting, and I like what I've seen uh, the first weekend. Uh, Joe Davis, by the way, folks, out of Potterville, Michigan. Is your dad still, when it comes to football you do, or maybe even some of the network baseball for Fox, is your dad still traveling with you and doing stats or spotting for you? Yeah, he's still my spotter for football. So he was with uh, me and Daryl Johnston and Pam Oliver all fall, and we we have a great time with it. Yeah, get to follow uh, Vin Scully in the Dodgers TV booth. Uh, you worked hard. You earned it, Joe. It's always good to catch up with you. It's amazing how many people I've run into from Potterville, Michigan, who talk about the legend known as Joe Davis. Man. Wow. Huge. Thank you for saying that, man. I'm very lucky. I know that, that you know that, too. We're all so lucky to work in this business and um, just so fortunate to be where I am and so so much appreciate your kind words and you passing those along. Yeah, safe travels. Give your dad my best, my man. Look forward to talking to you. When you're back in town or the Michigan area, let me know uh, whatever offseason you do get, and we'll try and get in studio again, okay? Sounds great, Huge. Thanks for having me, buddy. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanCarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanCarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Bean Carter. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan. It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number two on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions. Big name cast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. John Vanderwool, former major leaguer, Yankees, Giants, Padres, Expos, Reds. Played with Jeter. Played with Bonds. Was Bonds the captain of the Giants when you played too? Jeff Kent was. Or Jeff Kent. No, Barry wasn't. Was that a team vote or... I don't think there was really a captain, but Kent was a captain. And, I, and that's a, did the team have to vote for Jeter, or did they just? I think he's, he just give it to him. He's the captain. Yeah, but I mean, it's I mean the way that everything's going in the Hall of Fame now, Kent should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Kent has a great bat. It's travesty. Was he a third baseman? Yes. Yeah, great player. Left out. Well, who do you think? Uh, speaking of Major League Baseball, who you know? If you have the left out list right now, you, you just mentioned Kent. Who else would be on that? Just for people you've crossed, played with, 
It could be old school. It could be guys during your well. It could be Clemens, obviously time. Barry McGuire. Jeff, I mean Jeff. Kennedy. No one knowing how much steroids were used in performance enhancing drugs, you, you can't single those guys out. No, you still got to go out and do it. And it was a different time back then. I mean, you go back and you talk to people. There was stuff that was going through the clubhouses in the sixties. I mean, it was just different stuff. But they were doing it. Talk about performance enhancing yeah. drugs. I mean, there's there's been stuff throughout the years, and then you know, obviously when you had fourteen year olds starting to take steroids and stuff, it started getting out of hand, and, and they got a, they got control of it, which they should have. Uh, but people liked the long ball, and I don't know if I've ever told you the story about McGuire and BP in Colorado um, hitting Larry Walker's car in the parking lot. Uh, over the left field roof, over this, over the scoreboard in left field, launching him over there into the parking lot and hit Larry's because mile high the ball did carry the elevation. Oh my too, right? gosh, it was incredible how far he could hit it. But he was he was truly with the Rockies too. Yeah, oh we, we forgot the Rockies. I forgot yeah. the Rockies. Um, th- th- what a great town Denver was or is it's still there, uh, but uh, mile high Coors Field. F- 50,000 people a game the five years that I was there every night we had at least 40,000 it was sellout every night but every every night at least 40 was Todd held on that team too he came in he was I was going out as he was coming in so and uh, you know did you know McGuire was that all real what with McGuire what do you mean his power his strength oh my gosh it was he was the he was the best at hitting the longest balls you'd ever see in your life. It was unbelievable. He hit him farther than Barry. I mean, Barry hit a ball a long way. McGuire hit him farther. But he kind of came clean, so he didn't get the post career heat that Barry still gets. Right? He still should be in the Hall of Fame. It's what he did for baseball back then. What him and Sammy and the run that they had in the home runs. You're talking Bonds after, and McGuire. Or, yeah. Or McGuire and Sosa. McGuire and Sosa after the strike, and they were going on that. The magical run, The right? magical run, and it was just, it was something that needed to happen after we lost 94. Uh, the strike year, right? And Deb and I drove 18 hours back from Denver and thought, oh, we'll be back in a week, and no, uh, it was the next year, but baseball needed something and they got it and there's a lot of long balls a lot of offense people loved it and baseball came back and they should be in the game they should be in the hall well will bonds uh while he's alive get in i hope so i i hope so i mean he is the best player that has in In my eye he's ever played the game better than anybody better better than than anybody oh yeah Why, why why was bonds the best that you've ever played with. because he could do what he wanted on the field. He could do anything he wanted. He could play defense if he wanted to. He could hit if he wanted to. I mean, he could do everything. And there's not there's so not hit for no, power, hit forever. You know, Larry Walker was another really great player, and he's in the Hall of Fame. I, I he doesn't have the numbers like like the other guys have had, but Walker was an incredible player as well. He just had some injuries and didn't play quite as long as some of these other guys, but. Uh, Barry was in a class by himself, absolute class by himself. The, the game came easy to him, and it doesn't. It's not normal for this game to come easy. You know, I remember my brother Bob speaking of Larry Walker. I'm going to say this is the eighty eighty six Midwest League All Star Game in Beloit. I drive over with some friends. Well, I see my brother Bob on that. 
in that All-Star game, Larry Walker, Matt Williams, Walt Weiss, Dwight Smith, my brother Bob, uh, I think Nielsen, who played with the Brewers, uh, who else was... Wow, that's a, that's I, I'm quite trying a to, Yeah, there's even uh, Louis Medina, who was a... Louis Medina. Louis Medina, yeah. and there was... Uh, who else am I missing? Uh, there was some the hitters that you watched from that group in the sleepy town of Beloit. <laughs> yeah, they, and they had the old school fairgrounds. Oh, field, right? I know. I've been, I've been there. I, they, uh, they had the old. This is long before everybody had a modern day ballpark. They were playing. Oh, I got like, a story in the fair, from get, the Fairgrounds next to the like the rodeo uh, uh, circuit. So you know, I was, when I was a coach for the Tigers, I were in Beloit, and you just get tired of. You know, people come and you were a minor and, league hitting coach. When I was right? a minor league hitting coach, um, so you know, people come up and I'm long past, but they'll go, "Hey, can you sign a card?" Yeah. Well, the next thing they give you twenty. So there was this this lady, this girl was kind of following me, going, "Oh no, here we go." So she, she comes up and I'm ready to go sign these cards, and she goes, "Are you Jacob Vanderwall's dad?" And I went, "Yeah." Well, Jake played like two, three years in Rockford in the Northwoods League. And she goes, oh, I thought you were. Nice to meet you. And I just smiled and said, oh, you know, I was... Uh, Your son did, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. But, I mean, Beloit's that little town on the uh, uh, Wisconsin-Illinois yeah. border. Yeah, Bobby, at the time... At, they got uh, a new field there now. Right, I, everybody. The minor league stadiums now are just... You ever been to Dow Diamond in Midland where the Great oh, Lakes... One of play? the best. Oh, gosh, that is... Such a fabulous uh, facility, but high A affiliate of the Dodgers. The West Michigan here, though, puts the best product on in America. I mean, for minor league baseball, they've done it for years. It's a great product. You got Bobby Wells doing the in the in between uh, living legend. Game. He right. is too. He's unbelievable. I'll tell you, you know, for what he does for that organization, I mean. He should own some of it. He's so good there, and he's so good with the in-between and, and interacting with the fans. Uh, he's one of the best. And I think Dan Hastie was doing the radio play-by-play for the Whitecaps. When Dan Dickerson decides to hang him up, I think Hastie will be you know, the Hastie next does voice a great job. for the Tigers. I, 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 I really listened do. to him and some other guy. It's a, Who is it, Jake? Is it Lane? Is it Peter? Derek? Uh, no. Greg? What's it? The, the guy with the beard who looks like he has a quesadilla stuck in his... Uh, Dan, Matt, Chuck. No, they, he did. They did. I was listening to him. They were doing uh, the huge impressions in the beginning of the radio show when they were filling in. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Ripping me, really, Superfly. You allowed them to rip me last Thursday. Really? <laughs> you, you 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 allowed them to rip me. That's nice. Way to go. They're, hey. they're pretty good. But hey, knives out. <laughs> the huge show version with Superfly. <laughs> Just you know, I, then again, I I don't listen when I. When, I'm serious. Like I was opening day and tailgating with the Michigan Sports Network and our winners, and met a ton of listeners down there at Ferg's and St. Pete. I, I, I trust uh, Hasty and people of Resden. No, they're Zane. doing a good job. They, yeah. they, they had a lot of knowledge on the Tigers and the minor leagues, and they were their opinions were good. Well, Hasty does good. a good job. That you know, uh, uh, Road to Detroit podcast. I hope he continues that. Where they highlighted the minor leaguers. It's guys like that was strong. It's guys like Hasty and the guys that you know. They now you've got to do the minor league stuff. You, you you've got to pick and choose and get better at your craft. And uh, occasionally during the summers, I I listen to the Whitecaps and he does a phenomenal job. With yeah, them. I'm, I'm really not listening to anything you're saying right now because I'm wondering if Superfly was orchestrating a subversive attack on me while I was gone. Knives out, huge show version. What's the guys? It's Jake. Jake from State Farm. 
And so who are you, you're saying what his name is, who was the co-host with Hasty? Nate. I knew it, it rhymed with Jake. You're right there, buddy. <laughs> Nate Wrangler. What? Nate? Nate? Nate Wangler. I thought he was related to he's John, really, he's John related Wagner. to John Wrangler. Wrangler from Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was, thinking, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, so they totally backstabbed me the whole time. That's nice. Hey, appreciate you filling in. Yeah, I'll really process that payment for you getting paid really quick with Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go to Bill in Midland listening on 100.9 FM. You're on the huge show with John Vanderwall. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, got a couple questions real quick about baseball, and maybe one of them. I, first of all, I'm going to ask John, with all the load management, will we ever see a 300-game winner again? And compared to basketball and football, what takes so long for these prospects to get to the big club? And I'll just hang up and listen. Yeah, thanks appreciate for the question. Yeah, appreciate you and appreciate everybody listening to Midland Bay City Saginaw. On 100.9 FM, you know, why does it why does it take so long for prospects to develop? That was the first part. Because uh, for a hitter, baseball, hitting a baseball is the toughest thing you can possibly do. Guys, calm down here, okay? Um, so it takes it takes a lot of at bats in the minor leagues for someone to be able to um, to to have enough experience to go up and to play in the big leagues. It, it's like, I'll give you an example. So we go into spring training and I hear all this stuff about, oh, this guy hit so well in spring training, he should make the big league club. No. Um, the, when the, when the uh, light comes on during the regular season, it is, is a totally different game. Uh, it takes, it, it really, it takes three years in the minor leagues to, to really, to become a, to be able to go and be able to compete in the big leagues without a doubt. And that's why I had such a, uh, a, for the the Torkelson stuff and and how the how they how they brought him up, it just it wasn't right on the kid. The kids, I think, kids going to be really good. It just wasn't right for him for them to do that. So it takes a long time. It takes probably fifteen hundred to two thousand at bats in the minor leagues just to be able to be ready to play in the big leagues. Now, if you're throwing a hundred mile an hour, and we can get into this, this is another discussion and and what's happening with with youth baseball. Um, if you're throwing, you've got high velocity and you've got a good slider changeup, um, you have a chance to go and, and pitch right away, com- compete up at that level. Talking big league level. Talking the big league level. But what's happening now is a lot of these, you got a lot of 17, 18 year olds who are throwing 97 miles an hour. And how many bullets do you have in that arm? You don't have a lot of 97 mile an hour bullets. And, and, to me, that's also killing the game. Is that these kids are learning how to pit, are, are learning velocity and technique so early in their careers that by the time they're nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, they're blowing out. And I, th- I that's an that's an interesting question. We can go on and talk about the Tigers. How, why we having, Fiedo, yeah, right? why, why are we having all these injuries? Um, Joe, go down. Joe, I mean, Joe, all of a sudden comes up with um, Dones pills. He's got a backache and he's gone. I, he's I mean, going old school yeah. on the Dones pills. Dones pills. You remember going, him? He's going old school on the Dones pills. Well, Dones pills ain't working for. Uh, I'm, start, I'm starting to digest what you're saying. I'm letting the backstabbing show from last Thursday go. You, maybe right you now. need a Dones pill. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to be medicated. But uh, so we go back to that. Yeah, you, you need 
it, it's not like going athletic ability comes around in football and basketball where these guys can come out they're outstanding athletes they can go out and they can compete right away you can't do that in baseball you have to go through a sequence of the minor leagues what about extending the rotations well you know here's one thing i've never noticed and always wondered about baseball if you're a contender and you know you have a stud it's Verlander who's getting older whatever even though he got hurt like right away uh, with the Mets why won't you have a miss starts? You know, I know NBA is doing load management. I don't like it. But baseball has 162 games, right? 162. Why wouldn't you extend rotations, which you'll do sometimes to start seasons and go to a five-man rotation because you got so many games back-to-back. Why not have deeper rotations or pitchers miss starts in the big leagues? Well, I don't know. I we talk about three hundred game winners. I don't think there's. It's going to be very difficult for them to get now. That was one of the questions because of your load management. I, for so many years, we've had these pitchers go and go into the sixth, seventh, eighth innings. Now they go through the lineup twice, and they don't want them to go through a third time. I mean, this is now we're getting into the geek stuff. That if you log, talk to Manford, he, there was an article out said that how analytics is killing the game, which was so good to it finally read. It was so read, true. Right? It's like, oh my gosh, we now we got him talking about it. And by the way, I do agree with the stuff that they've done with the pitch clock and stuff. I think it's 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 your old school guys are probably going to stab me in the back, and I need Don's pills. But I like the pitch clock. I think it makes the it makes the fast paced game. Uh, we talk about pace. People want to see pace. That's why I love watching girls softball in the playoffs in June. Why? Because it's a fast-paced game. It's on College World Series and yes. everything, right? Yeah. So that is. I agree with the rules. I, I don't notice the bases being bigger. I don't either. Sure, right? I don't see it. I, I don't either. And I got some of my buddies. I'm on some different social media stuff, and they're like going nuts over this. I'm like, yeah, but those are guys who have played, right? Yeah. Our old school, your yeah, buddies, I, right? Yeah, but I, but I'm like. You know, I used to scout for ten years, and I couldn't stand a three-hour and twenty-six-minute game. I mean, now you're going two hours, two twenty, two thirty, and and that's 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 the pace this this game needs to be played at. Yeah, and I, I wonder with that pace that if you could see the double header return, right? Would you get the which used to be a good big point. part of drawing fans in? They get two for the price of one. They're going to buy tickets. They're going to that's a good spend point. Money, right? That's a good point. Yeah, that, I didn't think about it that way, but. Yeah, I mean, it was two eighteen on opening day when I was sitting there at Tropicana Field with our winners, uh, right across the street from Ferg's. Two eighteen, two minutes or not two minutes, two hours and eighteen minutes. You couldn't, you could realistically do it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And as a player, you'd be okay with it because you're not playing two. Three and a half hour games with you know basically fifty minutes in. Between. And I got to tell you another rule I didn't like that they they tested in the minor leagues and they ran in the major leagues and they didn't pull back on it. I like the runner on second, so games aren't going seventeen eighteen. They did it last night, right? I saw that, and that that's actually I am going to agree with you, and I'm going to get my I'm going to get stabbed again here. With, but but who wants a nineteen inning game? Exactly right, and, and, it, and it just burns the pitching staffs up. And you know it, where I'd like to not have it be in place would be postseason. Yeah. Okay, we can put that rule in. You right. and I'll do that. No, the playoffs. What we? Yeah, you. Are you going to call Manfred? Yep. Oh, we'll call Hasty and uh, we'll get we'll, uh, go, we'll go via Hasty and we'll get that in. But call Knife Boy Nate Wang. <laughs> <laughs> but I I liked it. Now I did it go on the tenth or did it go to the eleventh? Did they give one regular inning because um, mm. I didn't right I, away? I, didn't I saw that. the runner. So in the tenth inning they had the runner. So the right tiger, yeah, the, the way the game went was the 
Tigers got out of it. They didn't score. The Astros didn't score. Then it went to the eleventh. Okay. Yep. And then Veerling hit the which I like that. Dinger, I, I right? like that rule too. I I love it because again, there's some of those games that, and I've been in some long ones that it's the sixteenth inning and it's like no one's going to get a hit. The playoffs. I don't mind a nineteen inning game that could decide who moves agree, on in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. That's it. The only spot. So uh, extending the rotations. Do you is that day going to come? I think you're already doing it. In the major leagues, you're right? already doing it. Really, uh, you, that's why you've got the uh, the signing that hasn't pitched yet. What's it, Lorenz? He's here. They've got they have some they have some depth at starting pitching. Is it good? It's four it's four or five starter stuff is what it is. It's even you know Boyd. I know you you guys are encouraged by the stuff. The stuff I saw from Boyd is the stuff I've seen two or three years ago. Um, pretty at times, pretty decent, lifely fastball. Uh, he's been working on this change. I didn't really like the arm action on the change, and he's got a loopy, quick break and curveball that's going to go a long way in Comerica. That's what he is. And I think because he hasn't started, he was pitching more spot uh, relief work that you're going to get five innings out, hopefully. Maybe. You get five innings out. He's in, So he's the guy, and they got a lot of these guys now, that can go twice through, maybe get through twice. They don't want him to go through a third time. Uh, but that's you're talking about the hitting lineup. Yes, right. The starting pit. I mean, but that's how they were brought up. They weren't brought up to to suck it up and try to make. Well, it I love time. Manfred though, calling out analytics. Absolutely. And you know what he did? And I, I really it ruined believe, hitting more than it ruined pitching. And I and I really believe he said this after the World Baseball Classic. And you and I talked about it when we were previewing uh, the season last week or a couple weeks ago. That I think he watched Japan, watched some of the other teams, and how they did it. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, that, like A-Rod and Ortiz said in the postgame after Japan beat the U.S. in the World Baseball Classic for the title, that that's the 90s baseball that the people loved. Runners in motion. Yes. Hit and run. Bunt. Bunt. Steal a, a bunt base. Down. Right? Put the ball in play. They don't they, make the routine Japan play. Japan never shifted. Right. I didn't see him shift at all. Did you? No. Maybe I mean, I, I wasn't. Somebody. I mean, I wasn't looking at that. But, but I, their their shift is getting the shortstop up. You know, maybe uh, towards second, right, so he can make a play and save a single. Yeah, and I've heard that with people say, "Oh, you know, they they didn't like that they took the shift out." I'm going, we didn't have the shift for 900 years. Now all of a sudden, for the last five or six, we've got this shift in, and they've just totally. I mean, it just looks like softball on a Monday night over at Ada Park. You know, where you're doing the shift and. They got away with it. They got rid of it, which I love. Um, we're back to some of the basics in baseball, and the bell is juiced. Just like it's huge. Remember, the, you know, have you ever heard that car commercial in Tampa? Yeah, I know. It's huge. I mean, that's kind of where it's going. The ball, the ball is juiced, oh, right? Oh, yeah. You called that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, joining us uh, in studio. Uh, if you want to check in with a Major League Baseball Tigers question, rules changes, and more, join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE, at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on the HUGE text chain, text the word HUGE to 21000. And again, uh, any question about the Tigers on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. 
UFC 287 is this Saturday. Get in on all the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code HUGE. Bet just $5 on the pre-fight money line and get $150 in bonus bets if your fighter wins. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, wants help, needs help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline, 800-270-7117. 21 plus, Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference. And we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MerckBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank. Member FDIC Equal Opportunity Employer. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter, and whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Godsmack, live and in your face. Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. And same show, same night, Bullet for My Valentine. Tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder. Godsmack, May 26th, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, former major leaguer John Vanderwall, West Michigan was uh, resident in studio, talking Tigers MLB. If you have a Tigers or baseball question, one eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. That's one eight six six eight three eight Huge. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Locations all across Michigan. Local bank you can trust and depend on which is more important than ever before. Uh, the pitching, and I know we talked a lot about uh, the hitting, but, you know, the starters, uh, Boyd, even though it was kind of shaky at times, uh, you look at Wentz, uh, you look at Rodriguez in the game I saw in the season opener uh, down in Tampa, pleasantly surprised early with the Tigers starting pitching. Rodriguez is going to be good. Uh, just his stuff, his, his pace... Uh, the way he mixed up pitches, he, he's he's going to be he, he's going to be their best pitcher this year. The interesting thing is Spencer Turnbull and what he was uh, before the injury, and if he can get back to that. Let's give him a couple, you know, two or three more starts to see where his, you know, where where he's at. And uh, so uh, bullpen, your thoughts on the Tigers? <laughs> Of bullpen. Oh boy, I like Lang at least yeah, from all right. you know watching the you know the bullpen go to work. I thought they they were as good as they can be after blowing a four zip lead, right? He's just he's going to have to work into it. He's going to you're going to have to get him in those those situations consistently and before he settles down. I mean, he was in it last year, but again, you start a year new and he's got to get used to. It. There's always always going to be one arm that comes out of nowhere and becomes this. This stud. It seems like it happens every year to every team. Um, I think they're both. I think they're. I think the pitching is going to struggle all all around. Rodriguez is going to be good. I, the other lefty that you mentioned, what was his name? Wentz. Wentz. He yeah. actually looked pretty. He looks hard. Good. He, 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 ball looked flat to me, but uh, you know he's he's a lefty. Lefties get away with a lot. Um, I just it's going to be it's going to be a tough year. We'll see how the pitching guru does uh, when the ball is super juiced and you don't have uh, – he doesn't have a lot. In my opinion, he doesn't have a lot to work with this year. That's just my opinion. I hope I'm wrong. His name is John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, joining us uh, in studio talking Tigers MLB. I, you know, again, are you still in that 60-something wing total for the season? 65, yep. Yeah, sixty-ish. Um, I, they're not. I, I they're not going to lose a hundred. I've seen some posts. I, they're not going to lose a hundred. Um, sixty-two. I mean, sixty-three, sixty-four, sixty-five. Uh, on the low end, if they get a couple of long streaks, you could maybe win seventy. But sixty-five to seventy is is where they're going to end up. My expectations uh, aren't there, and. You know, shuffle in guys when you need them and find out between, you know, double A later in the year or triple A guys that might surprise you that could play in the big leagues. You know, I don't I haven't seen I mean, I've got uh, some history with a couple of kids I know that are I think in double A, triple A. I don't know. I don't really know what their triple A roster is. Uh, I think that's where the scope thing comes up. If there's uh if there's a guy down in AAA right now that they want to, you know, bring up and and see him, uh, but they're going to be, I think they're going to be fun at times, and it's going to be a long season at times with the growing pains that 
they should have went through. I think they're actually what I see this year is a plan that actually should have been addressed, should have been something that was done four years ago. It looks like they actually know what they're doing in some instances. So as a Tiger fan, there's things going the right way. There were some trades made the right way. I believe this year things are, it's just, you're looking at four years, four years. I mean, unless they go out and spend a ton of money and, they do what the Lions have done where people, hey, I want to go and play in Detroit like it was like in 2014 or 13. There was those years where people wanted to come and play in Detroit. If they can get that back and they're willing to spend the money to get these players in uh, in the free agent market, then you, you could turn it around quicker. But you, I would think that you'd want to have this thing turned around before you lose um, you lose control of some of the, those young players, the, the good young players. And four there. years is, is asking a lot for. So what, what would that make the rebuild then? The rebuild of a rebuild of a rebuild. I don't know. Yeah. So if, if you say four years, so we'll go two thousand twenty-seven. That that is over a ten-year. That's an eleven-year, close to twelve-year rebuild. Well, I mean, mm. it just it wasn't done right before. Wait, with Al uh, and. And again, you hope if Rob Manfred is saying analytics is ruining the game, that Chris Illich and Scott Harris, the new president, well, will they're see bringing. That. I mean, that, that that's the other thing. Okay, so I, I there are some things that are, that are really good there. Well, what but, are good in analytics that you think Major League Baseball teams should use? Pitching and hitting, fielding. You tell me what 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 are good analytics and what's using it too much? Okay, so what I think was using it too much, and I can't tell you for sure because this is just my opinion. But I, I it looked to me like in the series all weekend long with uh, Tampa, is that they had, well, there's a 27% probability that he's going to throw a changeup here. Or they're starting to go on probability. That's what it looked like to me, because it looked like guys were just, like, they're looking for a changeup, and they should, you should always look for a fastball. It always looks like, well, there's a you know 43% chance he's going to throw this on this part of the plate. That's where the, all that stuff's got to be out. It, it, it's some information that you can use, but as a hitter, you got to always look for a fastball. And, and, and adjust to anything off speed. To me, they were. To me, that looked like okay. Analytics is starting to get involved here, where we're not looking for a fastball anymore. We're looking for their best pitch that we got to try to hit. No, you got to try to hit the fastball. And that's where analytics, I think, is is going wrong. There's too much. There's too much information as a hitter. I, you can't. You can't think that much. You can't comprehend. There's too much. You just got to see it and hit it. You got to be simple on things. You've got three hitting coaches down there. Why do you need three hitting down there? Coaches? Would be Detroit. Yeah. Right? Why you got three pitching coaches down there? Why do you need all this stuff? You've got iPads in the dugout. You've got all this stuff. That they're looking at swings and everything, right? Well, it's gotten so bad, and I did hear this before that guys were like hitting and going in, watching their video, and then they're in the cages during the game, and maybe it's still going on. I'm going, what? Yeah. I mean, they, they've got they're doing flips during the game, and they're playing. So they're watching the game on the television. Trying to work on their swing. On their during swing the during a game. And I'm going, well, you got to be kidding. That's, that's too much so to there's digest, too, there's right? Just, there's too much stuff. And then there's there's swing vests. And we need a one, two, three, four. And you all this stuff. Well, it's, it, on the hitting side, you can't do that stuff. There was some really good analytics stuff with the way they were throwing and then rap soto and spin rates and all this stuff. And you get over here. There was really some good information. And it took pitching. It took pitching. Uh, it, it jumped a little bit um, with some of the information. Then they said, "Hey, we can do that with hitting." No, you can't. No, you can't. And it has—I mean—and this is where the game has gone astray. 
And it looks, I mean, I am pleased, like I said earlier, that, that the swings of planing out and they're doing some stuff. I think they're doing it all across the big leagues. I was telling one of my buddies, and he is in a high spot with some other organization I'm not going to say. And he, him and I got in an argument over it, and I haven't talked to him since. But that's where it's coming. And it, we already, we're already seeing it now. And it, and it has gone that quick. Um, it's gone that quick that fast. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer. Played with Bonds, played with Jeter out of Hudsonville, Michigan. Calls West Michigan home. Former Tigers minor league instructor, scout, uh, loves the game. Uh, joins us every once in a while in studio on the phone to talk Tigers and MLB. Now we're not going to be able to get to any more questions, but if you want to drop it for uh, future conversations with JV, at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, my man, thank you so much. Thanks for having me in, brother. Yeah, yeah John Vanderwell, good stuff in studio. Superfly Hayes, uh, Knives Out, the huge show version starring Nate Wangler, Dan Hasty, and Superfly Hayes. At a celebration cinema close to, or celebration cinema close to you, what'd you say? And uh, sponsored by Don's Pills. Yeah, Don's Pills. Going old school pills right there for uh, those of you who had back issues yeah, back in the day. I remember those, too. Yeah, I, I remember them. Yeah, thank you, JV. Going old school. Hey, I do have an announcement from our friends at all the brands. Steakhouse and Grills. You can watch all the Tigers games on all the TVs at all brands' locations. You'll find the brands in Bay City if you listen on 100.9 FM. The brands in Holland. If you tune in on WHTC, brands in Caledonia, just south of GR. Johnny Brands in Granville. Johnny Brands on Leonard off of 131 in downtown Grand Rapids. And Mike Brands Sr. has the Brands in Cascade just east of town. Don't forget for lunch, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., $6.99 Steakhouse Burger Basket and Fries. $6.99 Steakhouse Burger Basket and Fries at all locations except for Tommy Brands on South Division. Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m., for the brands close to you, go to brands.com. And also, whether it's workday, play day, game day, you can pick up all your brands' favorites or have them delivered. You can do that at brands.com. That is brands.com. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Breaking Benjamin. Live in concert in Grand Rapids. Special guests, Bush, and Another Day Dawns. See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now. The one-two. Right side, Dan! Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Bigger than any box score, local sports are a victory for the entire community. Building up leaders, breaking down barriers, connecting generations, teaching integrity, blazing a trail, sparking our economy. That's why Meyer sponsors hundreds of local sports teams throughout the Midwest. 
From little league to the big leagues, uniforms to stadiums, Meyer knows when we support the home team, we all win. Life as a grown-up, not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question, does any of this matter? Then you became a cop. Not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who served with you. The family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop, not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you. 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, TV 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another True and Blue segment on the Huge Show across Michigan. Each and every week at this time, we get together with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, and we talk about the great things men and women in law enforcement are doing across our state. And today, Katie Bauer checks in. She is the Director of Office Highway Safety Planning, and they have a huge connection to law enforcement in the state of Michigan. And Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me today. All right, let's talk about uh, your department, OHSP, and about that connection to law enforcement and how you work hand-in-hand. Right. Um, Yep, so just to give you a little bit of a background, each uh, state in our country has an Office of Highway Safety Planning, and we receive federal funding um, to provide grant money to um, local law enforcement, um, state law enforcement, um, to stand up behavioral-based traffic safety programs around the state. But one of the things that we mostly do with law enforcement is provide grant funding to participate in some of our traffic safety campaigns. So some of the campaigns that you might be familiar with are Click It or Ticket, Drive Sober or Get Pulled Over, um, some of our distracted driving campaigns. Um, And so we support law enforcement so that they're able to get on the road do these enforcement efforts and keep our citizens safe. 
That's awesome what uh, the Office of Highway Safety Planning does in the state of Michigan. And as Katie Bauer, the director, mentioned, that they uh, provide grant funding to those local county and state law enforcement agencies uh, for different programs. Uh, How has that relationship been uh, from your office when you look at the entire state of Michigan? We have a um, wonderful relationship with law enforcement because not only is it programs just to do enforcement on the road, but if they want to take a program into a school for teen driver safety, um, get information out to people on impaired driving or elderly driving, um, those programs are available too. So it's not just you know enforcing our traffic safety laws on the road, but it's it's funding that when they see a need in their community that they can partner with us and um, we provide assistance to them. Katie Bauer, um, she is the director of Office Highway Safety Planning. Uh, you wanted to uh, throw in one final thing, Katie? Um, sure. If you're interested and you're a law enforcement out there, we would love to hear from you. Um, we love innovative ideas. We love new traffic safety partners. Um, Hopefully we have some law enforcement in the audience today. Um, Feel free to reach out to us. We have a website up, and you can reach us at um, michigan.gov forward slash OHSP for the Office of Highway Safety Planning. Yeah, michigan.gov forward slash OHSP. And Katie Bauer is the director of the Office of Highway Safety Planning in Michigan. So if you're a law enforcement agency and you haven't connected uh, to Katie and her team in Lansing, uh, do that. Michigan.gov forward slash OHSP. Katie, thank you for your time here on True and Blue. And I know the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police appreciate the relationship and what your office does for law enforcement and also the safety measures they provide the citizens of Michigan. Yes, thank you for having me. And everybody on the road out there, drive safe, buckle up, and uh, be careful with uh, the distractions on the road. We want you safe. And you stay safe, Katie, and thanks for your time here on the Huge Show Across Michigan in another segment of True and Blue. All right, thank you very much for having me. You have a great day. All right, Katie Bauer, uh, she is the director of the Office of Highway Safety Planning. Joining us, True and Blue, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And by the way, they're looking for law enforcement officers. I think over 4,000 openings right now. Uh, Just Google your local law enforcement agency. Stop in, fill out an application, simple and easy. Just Google uh, your local, your county, or even at that Michigan.gov website when it comes to Michigan State Police. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanCarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanCarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Bean Carter. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan. 
It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1 866 838 HUGE. That's 1 866 838 4843. You ready? Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. We are back live across Michigan on the east side of the state with our affiliate, the Roar in Detroit, 93.5 FM, 99.1 FM, and 94.7 FM HD Channel 2. Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network is here. He's got an unlimited budget when he goes east side. He's big. He's like Mr. Boer Illich. It's fantastic. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com made the trip up. He said to join us. When I did get off of 75 here, Chris, Howard was standing on one of the corners <laughs> saying, do you want to play for Michigan? He had a little sign. Had his old school Fab Five shorts on. They were a little bit baggy. Marty Burr goes, is that Juwan Howard? I go, yeah, he was just consoling San Diego State after the championship game. He's looking for players in the Troy area. Chris, we were talking just because uh, you got here and we were going back live statewide. I, I'm trying to figure out, you know, between Illinois and Michigan, the way there was just a revolt on players leaving. And some of it's expected with Jet and Kobe. But the Dickinson thing really bothers me that you had a big man, you had a guy making good NIL money, and what I still can't get over is why wouldn't you build that season around Dickinson and bring in the transfer portal guys? That's what they're trying to do. That's what they were trying to do, and he caught them off guard. And, you know, it's amazing. I was talking to people close to the program, and they said people, kids want to play with honor. You know, what else is amazing, though, a couple months ago I was talking to a former Michigan assistant basketball coach who coached here a long time ago, and he said, you know, I see two issues with this team right now. Hunter Dickinson and Jed Howard, and he said attitudes. You mean? I don't know if it was attitudes or he said, you know what? Um, it, but number well, number one, your captain, right? Hunter Dickinson's your captain, and this if your captain is pulling this at this point and leaving, and people aren't knowing, and you're trying to build a team around him, and we've seen his his teammates respond on social media not very well. I think one of them said, you know what? You're like pasta if it gets hot and you get soft and things like that. So if he were to come back, and let's let's say that's not off the table yet, okay? There's there might be a path. You mean there's still a, there's still a chance that Dickinson could come back and play for Michigan? Yes, I don't think it's going to so happen. So you're saying there's a chance? Uh, yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's dumb like a dumb and dumber thing. But I, I am saying that um, you know what? Here's the thing: when you catch when you when you basically they're caught off guard and you leave like that, uh, then that's an issue, right? When your captain is doing something like that, this is a guy that everybody's leaning on, and this is supposed to be the face of the program, and the lead, And you know what? Then you've got an issue. And Jet Howard, the same thing. When you're the coach's kid, and you're out there looking like you don't give a damn half the time, Bill. I hate to say it, but uh, am I wrong? Well, and look how he's rewarded. This is part of the problem with that younger generation that I have. Mm-hmm. He looks like he doesn't care about winning with his father. Right. Having a great year together. Right. And then he's projected after how bad he looked and most of the time for Michigan. I check out CBSSports.com yesterday, and he's projected 11-12 and 12 in their two mock drafts in the first round. Yeah, which is crazy to me. And Dan Dockich was on your show when I heard him. I thought he gave a great interview when he said, 
I don't know what they're thinking anymore. He said it's all about potential. And he said, uh, to me, is that the kind of player that you want to build a franchise around? And this is see, this is something that the Detroit Lions used to do. You take a guy based on potential or based on what he runs in his 40 and stuff like that. When they drafted Aiden Hutchinson over some of those other guys that had better me- measurables, I thought, okay, they're finally getting it. That culture matters, and it's not just about potential. And uh, so to me... I, it's. I, I'll be honest. I think it's addition by subtraction with him because there was the dynamic wasn't working with his father. But you still need players. I think they added a good one in Amari Burnett, who's going to be an outstanding defensive player. He's got some things to prove, but he he cares about Juwan. I think you're going to see him play his butt off for him. They got to get a couple more now, and uh, whether or not Dickinson comes back to me, if it's me, I wish him well, and I say, okay, Terrace Reed, you're our guy now. We're going to build around wow. you guys. Okay. Yeah. But, All right. Uh, uh, Hello, yeah. Hello, uh, bottom three in the Big Ten. I don't agree with that. I think he's got potential, and I think he's a better defender. I think you're going to win a different way. You're not going to have that guy that you're dumping it into, but he's proven that he can defend uh, smaller guys, uh, and he's proven to be an, an effort guy. And if you have five of those, look at what San Diego State did without an offense this year. They get to the final. I'm not saying that Michigan's going to get there, but I think there is a path for this team to be Solid. They still have to go out and find some more pieces. And I will say one thing about Hunter Dickinson. It's not like he's Bill Walton light right. or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I believe Dickinson regressed as a player from when he first stepped on the Michigan campus. That's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah, that bunny that he missed against Vanderbilt, he doesn't miss that as a freshman. Look at, look at that again, and, and Michigan yeah. State had their Iowa game, okay? Mm-hmm. But Michigan... Had seven Iowa games. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the van, I get it's the NIT. Yeah. But when the guys look like they didn't care that yeah. they're blowing an eight-point lead with, what, a buck 30, a minute 30, right, left in the game, I I, I wonder if Juwan Howard's going to be able to wrap his arms around this program again, get them to buy in, get enough talent after losing his son, Kobe Bufkin, and Dickinson. Th- this will tell you. If Juwan Howard is a long-term Michigan coach, by the job he does this offseason and next year in season. Right. Chris Holtman had a terrible year at Ohio State. I think he's a good coach. I really do. And I think maybe this was the anomaly for him. Sometimes you get a group that just doesn't play well together or doesn't mesh. And, you know, I will say this. I think they did care against Vanderbilt. They just didn't have down the stretch of the end of the confidence, but that's the problem. That's a coaching problem if it continues to happen over and over and over again to the point where you almost expect it. When they turned the ball over, Bill, a couple times there, and it was down to seven points with about 40 seconds to go in that Vanderbilt game, you could see it. The here we go again. You could feel it in the bar where we were watching it. You could feel it. You could see it on their faces. So um, that, to me, is a huge issue when you can't figure out when you're whatever it was two and thirteen or four and thirteen in one possession games. You got to change something, and there's something wrong. You've got to figure it out. Juwan Howard did say after the Vanderbilt game, it starts with me. It starts with evaluating everything this summer. I just don't think that he was planning on having a complete rebuild. Yeah, and the rebuild this early off a season where you were preseason number fifteen in America, mm-hmm. and he didn't make uh, the tournament. They did show signs, you know that that run in February. Even the NIT, for what it's worth. Vanderbilt, Toledo were decent teams, okay? They showed us that they had the talent, the ability to coach that talent, but they were so darn and consistent. And he'll get this offseason. He'll get next year. Uh, And if, if they're a bottom feeder in the Big Ten, it will be tough for him 
to be there in 2024 and 2025. That's that's just the business it of is. being a D1 head coach. It is. And they were t- they played like a top 25 team by all metrics mm-hmm. in the last. But you can't lose to Central Michigan. You can't go to overtime with Ohio. You can't have EMU take you to the wire. This has happened a couple years in a row now. Lipscomb had him up by four points with six minutes to Do go. Do you think Juwan's like a good basketball coach? I think he's got. I think he's much better at the X's and O's than people give him credit. Everybody says, oh, he throws the ball out there. No. Watch their stuff. Okay? But experience. Good coaching comes with experience, right? When people compared him to John Beeline when he first got here after that first couple of years, they, oh, he's going to be better. I'm like, 35, 30, 40 years of coaching compared to three or four as a head coach, you know what? You learn how to win those games, and you learn what it takes, and I don't think he has that experience yet. I think he can be a good head coach. I think he, in some ways he is a good head coach, but right now he still has a lot to learn. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. He's joining us with our affiliate, The Roar, 93.5 FM, 99.1 FM in Detroit, and also 94.7 FM HD Channel 2. So, what's their starting lineup for Michigan hoops when they get to end of October exhibition, first exhibition game, into the start of the regular season in November? It's hard to say because we still don't know. There could be some guys leaving. So, who's who's the who's the the returnees that get? A spot. Yeah. Say Terrence Williams comes back, then he's probably right. starting four. But you got to go out and get a four, man. You still have to. You're hoping that Yusef Kayat from Lebanon, maybe he, you know what, takes that leap. And maybe maybe he's one of those outliers that nobody expected that breaks out in year two. Maybe Will Cheddar comes back stronger, bigger, and starts shooting the ball a little bit better. I think he's more. He's going to be a role player. He shouldn't be a starter. But Doug McDaniel, Namari Burnett are absolutely going to start. Terrace Reed is absolutely going to start. That's right, three right, right. right there. Uh, they're looking at Caleb Love from North Carolina. It looks like he's going to go to Missouri. Now, here's a guy that North Carolina didn't want back, right? So you have to ask yourself, you know, is that the route where you really want to go? Chris, guy, and we talked about this when NIL was beginning a couple years ago. When there's one player getting a lot of money on a team, especially basketball, where there's 15 guys in a locker room on a team playing on the bus to and from the hotel, when one player is getting that money and the other guys aren't getting the cash, especially in basketball, I don't know how you can keep a locker room together if you're Juwan Howard or John Wooden. It's hard. And we talked about the Tennessee situation last year. When they were going into South Carolina, they apparently, in football, they had a something happened in the locker room and somebody was flashing his cash or bragging about his deal. They had a big blow-up. they got to stop trying to pretend they're Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they go out and they 60. So South Carolina put 60 on them, and they're out of the championship hunt just like that. And so what happened at Texas A&M, right? Uh, it's going to create some issues. So that's why I think... Especially basketball, yeah. when you get 15. So if right. these players who are working as hard as, yep. as Dickinson and Camp Sanderson and the weight training and running, and they see... Dickinson driving a nice vehicle, living in a nice pad, having a lot of money, doing a lot of things, and they're not. I'm sorry. I don't know how you get everybody on the same page. And I'll be I honest, don't. I don't think it mattered to Doug McDaniel. I don't think it mattered to Cheddar. I don't think it mattered to 
to Jace Howard and, and a lot of Jace these guys. Jace Howard right. should not be on that. Now, no. again, if he's not on scholarship and he's get getting it, it free, because, yep. you know, your yeah. dad coach was there, I'm cool with that. Yeah. If you put Jace and Jet together, you'd have one hell of a yeah, player. Yeah, because you get, you get the hard work exactly. ethic and the guy that ha- knows he has to overachieve exactly. in Jace. Yep. And I can see him, you know, maybe being a three-minute guy or something like that. But He looks like a Mac player. 100%. Man, right? I, I agree but with that. But your dad, and I'm not going to, yep. you know, if it's my kids, are mm-hmm. you going to tell your kids, no, you can't right. go to right. You can't go to Michigan and play? Right, exactly. But So I, I don't think it was as much about that as, you know what, I did Hunter get, you know, fat and happy a little bit? Did he look like he was in great shape to you? I thought, really. How much How much NIO money? Because you hear rumors. Yeah. You're connected yeah. at the University of Michigan, Ann yeah. Arbor area. Uh-huh. What what are the numbers, yeah. ballpark figures, that you heard that Hunter Dickinson was getting per year? Yeah, like low to mid six figures. So now we're not talking a million dollars. You know, you're talking two hundred fifty right. grand. Exactly. Oh, just yeah, two hundred fifty grand. That's all. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Cade McNamara made over. Who, who else on that basketball year. team? Because we we've seen Corum and JJ right. in their nil. And, and Corum takes his money and buys turkeys for families. He's just a class act. Yes. How many Michigan basketball players this year were getting NIL money? Yeah, it's not much. Be beyond beyond yeah. Dickinson, because I'm exactly. I think I'm getting to a point here about culture and chemistry. No question about it. And you know what? And these guys, they had to do a one year fund just to get these Michigan kids to come back. You know, and and there are a couple in football, right? Exactly. And there are a couple. So it's guys, called a one year fund. It was for the seniors coming back, the quorum and these guys. But then, so how much went into that one year fund for Michigan football? A lot. But when we're you say a lot, mil- we're talking million dollars or something they, they raised well over you know and they split it up with the seniors yeah combat. yeah they did and 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 i think probably even more than that in the in the couple million dollar range at least and I'll, I'll get you exact figures on that because i know some of the boosters were funding it now michigan football but then you get guys to your point you had other guys coming in saying well wait a minute here you know blake's getting this and he, so on and so forth getting this donovan's going to want some money donovan edwards you know look at me I, I ran for 400 yards in the two of the biggest games of the year i want some so did i hear like the line each was getting a fifty thousand dollars a piece or something yes and they're going to be stipends like that this new nil that just started up this new collective it's a non-profit but i thought they weren't i thought the ncaa said no collectives uh no you can have collectives but the non-profit part is what's where it gets interesting if they do so much community service and so they're still waiting on their tax uh their whatever it's called oh so you're you're actually saying that the NCAA and NIL is going to find a way to tie in <laughs> nonprofit, right? And we'll see. Uh, you know, but, but it's the IRS that they have to worry about. Is this going to be approved if it's not academic? So you better watch out, it. Uncle Joe's got eighty thousand new agents coming. <laughs> Here's the problem, Bill. NIL with the one-year transfer portal thing, where you can just transfer, doesn't work because then you now you've created pay-for-play. And I was just talking about to a coach about this today. You've created pay-for-play and free agency every year because it's going to be the highest bidder. It's who do we need, and let's go get them. So just doesn't work. Yeah, with with the one-year transfer with NIL, I, I believe you're going to see the transfer will be you, you can transfer, but you can't transfer inside your conference without setting out. They should actually. And, and they're actually, I think they did outlaw the double setting out. Right. So if you've already sat out once to transfer to a school, you then 
you then can't sit out again if you go to another school. I'm not sure if that's true anymore because Namari Burnett started at Texas Tech, then he went to Alabama, now he's going to Michigan. So I got to look at that. But they need to revisit that now with this NIL thing because all you're doing is creating a situation where it's, it's free a free agency. It's, it's a free agency. It's free agency. Flat out, pay for play. You know, it, who was it on ESPN or somebody television said that? Free agents in college sports, basketball, football. Well, look at LSU national champs. Nine transfer portal girls. Right. Nine. Yep. Nine. Is that the college players now have more freedom to move as free agents than pros do. But pros get a big contract. They get guaranteed signing money. Right. It's a different animal. They, they have to do something because, as Dan Dockett said, and a lot of people are saying, you're going to need to create a general manager position inside your basketball and football teams that is doing nothing but evaluating the transfer portal, then sits with the coaches and says, we can do NIL this. Well, how do they fit in? Are they a starter from day one? Are they a backup? Yeah. Are they depth? Are they special teams? It's really the pro mantra that you're going to need. There's there's a new position, I think, and some schools are already doing it, where it's just an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. But real, you're like a GM, yeah. right? Yeah. And let's call it what it is, tampering. If you look like halfway through the year and you identify some kid, say at Harvard, who's just blown up, right? But And you recruited maybe him or his teammates at AAU or something like that. So you back channel it and you say, man, next year, you know, we're going to need a guy like you. It's tampering. Tell, tell me that Maryland all of a sudden hires his high school coach. Right, right. Maryland has Under Armour as a huge booster, their largest yes. one. And out of nowhere, Dickinson says he's going to the transfer portal. Right. Well, you we'll think see. all that's a coincidence? You will see. He was visiting. He was zooming with Kentucky today. So John um, Calipari. Yeah. <laughs> John goes, look, we used to be able to pay more when there was an NIL. Right. Exactly. Doug on it. You know, we'll still get you some cash. NIL. I can't even win NCAA tournament games right. anymore. Well, you know what? I, I don't think that it works anymore because if you look at the one and dones, when- oh, these coaches don't feel dirty that they're they're robbing from other coaches? No. Are you kidding me? It's a cutthroat business. That's why man. Beeline got out early, right? Well, it's part of it. You know, I think part of it, too. You know, he'd had the heart surgery, and then he's on a plane with Ignis Brasdakis and Jordan Poole, who, you know, got was lucky to be put in a great situation with Golden State, left a year before they thought he was going to, and he's on a plane 30 days where's, in a row. Where's, uh, where's Iggy at? Yeah, I think he's in the CBA, or not the CBA, what's it called now? The G League yet now. Yeah, no. so, yeah. So, and he spent a little time with Orlando, but, you know, Caleb Houston's, you know, shooting 30-something percent down there at Orlando, and uh, Musa Diabate. But they're drafting on potential, exactly. right? And the juice isn't worth the squeeze with those guys. You've got to have a different strategy now, and Juwan's still trying to figure that out. Big offseason, 2023-2024 big, and you're going to have Michigan State on the other side of the state in the way too early top 25 basketball poll that came out after Connecticut won on Monday night. They're number six 
in the country. It's kind of similar to Michigan being in the top two. Uh, we're going to get another great year uh, when it comes to football and also basketball in this state. If you have a comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opted on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. That's H-U-G-E to 21000. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. Step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sportsbook app that you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today at Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. It's opening day Detroit style, and nobody does it better. Okay, I'm biased, but really, no city celebrates the return of baseball quite like Detroit does. It's the tailgating that starts before the sun rises. It's people skipping work or school to head down to the ballpark. My first opening day came in high school in the late 70s, when my hockey coach and I skipped school together and sat on the upper deck and right at Tiger Stadium. It smiles all around, a day for renewing friendships, making new ones, and dreaming about the possibilities in the season ahead. It's opening day in Detroit. There's nothing like it and no place I'd rather be. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter. And whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. The 1-2. Right side. 
Detroit sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. The Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point in GR. With a shotgun start at 8.30 a.m., this is the event for all golf enthusiasts. Participate in an individual or foursome admission, all while having food and beverages provided. The best part is that 100% of the proceeds will benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register now at VAI.org. That's VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com is joining us live. Let's move on to talk about the spring game last weekend. I heard some of the podcast and read uh, your story on what you took from the spring game. A lot of starters didn't play injuries and also just protecting from injuries. But who were some players that you watched in that spring game at the Big House last Saturday that helps Hardball in Michigan this upcoming season? Yeah, the first thing we were watching was that other corner, right? Because they've been talking about Amore and Walker moving from wide receiver to defensive back. And he was not the guy that stood out there. In fact, he struggled. And I'm thinking, okay, if that's going to be the, the case here, who's going to plug in there? I saw a true freshman, Jair Hill, who played like Will Johnson played earlier in the year last year for Michigan. Now, by the end of the year, Will Johnson was one of the best cornerbacks in the Big Ten. And you can see that trajectory from a guy like Jair Hill, who was highly recruited. Uh, you know, right off the get from the get-go, I don't think he's going to be that guy. It might be that you move Mike Sainristel over there and move somebody else to the nickel. But uh, I thought he played extremely well, so he kind of caught my eye. Uh, Kenneth Grant is a guy who Jim Harbaugh called a... He called the gift from the football gods. He runs less than a five-second 40, and now he's starting to play with better pad level. And you started to see him control the line of scrimmage a little bit. Derek Moore looked like an absolute monster. We've been talking about him. I think he's going to be the guy that provides most of the pass rush on the edge this year. Braden McGregor, uh, is, they're expecting him to take another step, but what they say about him is he kind of disappears at times. Derek Moore was running over people out there, and this Josiah Stewart from Carolina, uh, Coastal Carolina, was everywhere. I w- went back and watched the film. He probably had about five or six pressures. He had a sack. He had a couple others that probably would have been sacks. This guy is not huge. He's 245 pounds, and he's not very tall, but this guy's a football player. He's going to really help them this year. Is Michigan a better football team? By the time they get to Mm -hmm. submarine time and fall camp, are they better than they were the last two years? I think it's going to depend on what happens on the offensive line. You've got the skill position players, obviously, with Blake Corum, and you've got uh, Donovan Edwards, J.J. McCarthy. But is the center play going to be as good? Olu Oluwatimi took it to another level last year. He was awesome. He was man. incredible. And, uh, I mean, he's the he was the um, best center in the country. That's how the transfer portal works. You get yes. the older guys. Right. Right. right? Yep. And uh, so if they can, they're going to have to find a left tackle. Ladarius Henderson from Arizona State is the guy that they recruited for 
that position, and I think he's going to have to come in and play well. Unfortunately, he wasn't here this spring. He was supposed to be, so we're going to see about him. Drake Nugent from Stanford's a guy, but they like Raheem Anderson at center as well. The guards are going to be fantastic, obviously, with Keegan and Zinner, uh, but uh, to me, that's where it starts, and then I need somebody else to step up or receiver, uh, but to me, the linebackers are deeper. Ernest Hausman's another guy that stood out from Nebraska. He came in here as a true freshman and had 10 tackles against Michigan in the big house, and he was out there all over the field again on Saturday, so very impressed with him, but the, what really stood out to me, Bill, was the amount of talent on the field, even with those starters out. This is like, okay, this is high-level football. You could hear it. Brady Hoke always used to talk about hearing football, and he couldn't hear it when he first arrived here, and we saw why, but you could hear it out there. These guys are playing at a high level. This is as deep as they've been since the 90s. This is going to be a really good football team. In listening to you, Chris, over the last couple of months, the depth, and you just brought up how deep they've been, uh, the depth is going to be so key for this team, and that's what Alabama does in reloading. That's what Ohio State has done. That's what Clemson does. That's what Kirby Smart and Georgia do. Oklahoma, they reload, and there's Michigan in every way-too-early college football poll, one, two, and I think maybe one I saw at number three. So do they have enough to win the national championship? Because the only thing missing, well, two things would be win a Final Four game and a national title. Because you have the two Big Ten back-to-back championship game trophies. Thumped Ohio State twice. Manhandled Ryan Day to the point that if Day is manhandled again at the big house... I think he's going to get John Cooper. It's crazy, isn't it? Right? He's, he's lost two Big Ten games in two well, years. I know. It. Hey, hey, go ask John Cooper. Exactly. You could, ten, you could go ten and two, including winning a bowl game. Right. But he couldn't be Michigan. Right. right? And, yep. And we'll see. And uh, here's the thing, though. Are they better though? Do you? Are, yeah. Based on what they have, and yep. I, I'm talking full health. Yes. By the time they get to the start of the season, yep. is this? And Harbaugh said it. This is the best team he's had. Yep. Right. I, he said we're in the best position now that we've been in since. I've gotten here. It's the best position. Exactly. To, to be the best. And it will be determined. I was talking to John Jansen, Michigan's former All-American, you know, and he said it really kind of depends on the leadership, you know, and we don't know until we get into games and you get into moments of adversity how good you are, but they certainly have the talent. They seem to have the leadership. you got a captain coming back in Mike Sainer still. J.J. Uh, McCarthy is as good a captain and leader. He's, I don't, I, okay, premature. I think he's going to be a captain, but as good a leader at that position as I've seen. So, so I don't think that's going to be an issue. Health is going to matter, and it takes luck too. You know, I don't. I think people, think people realize how hard it is, even if you're the best team in the country, to go undefeated in the Big Ten. Look at Ohio State against Iowa that one year. They get pummeled. They go to Purdue. They got pummeled by Purdue. But you can afford one of those slip-ups. Uh, they've lost one Big Ten game in two years, and that was kind of that that one at Michigan State where they had a couple calls overturned that could have gone either way. You know what? And everybody's like, "Well, how are you picking them to lose a game this year?" Because it's hard. You got to go to Penn state you got to go to nebraska you got to go to minnesota maybe you have a down game like you had against illinois at home but michigan will be the favorite Uh, they can afford a slip up Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them lose at a penn state that's a tough place to play even though they've got a new quarterback but this team this program is in as good a shape as it's been since lloyd carr was in his prime chris bells with the wolverine.com he's joining us live on the huge show across michigan any comments or questions you want to join in 
1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, and opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything HUGE, 24-7 at net. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Imagine this, winning big at soaring you. Spend the money with and win up to $100,000 cash. Every Saturday in April from 5 to 11 p.m., one winner each hour will spin for the win and take home up to hundred grand. Whirl in for $100,000 money wheel. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore? St. Ives. Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. There are a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. There are also a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be anything other than a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. So, which one are you? Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and find out. UFC 287 is this Saturday. Get in on all the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code HUGE. Bet just $5 on the pre-fight money line and get $150 in bonus bets if your fighter wins. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, wants help, needs help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline, 800-270-7117. 21 plus, Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. 
Chris, we were talking about hardball in Michigan football. I, I think if we go back and look at how their last two seasons ended, it really was about the quarterback's uh, slow start. J.J. was phenomenal in the second half against TCU. So the question is, is McCarthy ready to be a national championship elite QB at Michigan? Yeah, I, I think he is. And more than anything, though, he's going to have the support of a, an incredible running game, and that's what's going to make him better. Right? He doesn't have to do it all by himself. Now, he did show in the second half of that game that when they get down, and frankly it was because of him, that he can come back and they aren't going to panic. He's got uh, that moxie. So, But this, this is going to be a team that still relies on the run, and Sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator, told us that last week. He said, you know what, people are going to complain and people are going to cry and whine about how we're you know running the ball too much. And he said, but if that's how we're going to win ball games, then that's what we're going to do. So, But against the Georgias, we saw Ohio State had a better chance of beating Georgia, I thought, last year than Michigan did and probably should have won that you know, Ohio game. State should have won exactly. the, the game against Georgia. Exactly. Had the field goal to win it. Right, and I don't think Michigan would have won that Georgia game, I'll be honest with you, um, especially without Blake Corum. So, I think running McCarthy and being creative, yes. it would have been a closer game yes. than a lot of people thought because you watched Stetson Bennett run yes. early and often against TCU, and that game was over midway yeah. second quarter. If they're willing to. And, you know, that was the mistake they made was they kept running between the tackles when, you know, they're running downhill at the snap, and that TCU defense was really geared to take away those rush lanes. I thought there was more outside the tackles that they should have done, and we saw it with McCarthy, right, in the second half. So, but they've got to take that next step here, right? I don't know that they're going to be ever be in that realm of having the same amount of talent that Georgia does when you look at how deep they are with five stars at every position or Alabama at times. But there's no reason that they shouldn't have beaten TCU last year, Bill. They should have taken that next step and gotten an opportunity to play for a national championship. And you know what? You get there, and sometimes anything can happen, right? We saw we saw Ohio State play a great game against Georgia. Again, they should have won that game. And then it's all about matchups. So uh, they got a little ways to go, but this is a year that I think they're looking at, hey, we at least have to get to that championship game here and take that next step. And I didn't mind. Uh, if, you, if you can run the ball, you don't have to put your quarterback at risk or show your playbook. And what Michigan did all season is we all felt there was more there, mm-hmm. and they shocked Ohio State and showed that there was more there Mm -hmm. in dominating the Buckeyes. So, I thought with the three-week lapse between beating Purdue, which it looked like they weren't showing a lot in that game, Mm -hmm. right? they're, They're keeping this for... The semifinal game and the championship game, if they get there. And I thought they were a little overconfident. And, and they didn't. No. And, and, and they came out almost like they were expecting to get to the title game. Yeah. They, they came out, and, and speaking to somebody close to it, they said, you know what, this is what happens after the game. This is what happens when you go in and you read your press clippings. And, okay, we might as well just look past TCU. They all go home for the holidays. Right. And rock stars, exactly. Right? And uh, it's unfortunate because that was an, a golden opportunity to beat that TCU. You're not going to get that opportunity very often, Bill, that – that fourth team is not going to be a TCU, especially going forward. You're going to have a couple SEC teams, and uh, so that was a golden opportunity. This year, they could be playing a Georgia in the semifinal or an Alabama that's going to be a much better team than TCU, but they are now, in my opinion, they're to the point now where, okay, we know we can beat Ohio State. Now you start gearing up to see what's going to take to beat the Georgias and the Alabamas. Outside of USC, if you would meet them in the semis or the mm-hmm. championship game, 
Returning quarterbacks. This is the advantage for Michigan with J.J. McCarthy, a returning quarterback who now has the Final Four experience settled down. Michigan opened up their playbook and... If they played the way they did in the second half against TCU, they probably would have hung 60-plus on TCU out in the desert. So Stetson Bennett gone, Bryce Young gone. You know, you go down the list. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud gone at Ohio State. Clifford's gone, right? Yeah. At at, uh, Penn State. So you look at it and you say, okay, Big Ten and nationally, unless they would meet up with USC, but... Man, I watched Utah's physical defense yeah. send USC home and keep them yeah. from the college football uh, playoff. Everything has a line, Chris, for Michigan football, barring major injuries. Yep. Everything has a line for this team to go next level. Yep, and the big concern, right, is keeping J.J. McCarthy healthy. Jack Tuttle was your backup out there. He turned the ball over a few times, the Indiana kid. Davis Warren didn't look as good as he did last year. Tuttle looks like he's a future Lions backup. Nate Sudfeld is from Indiana, right? And that is yeah. not a compliment, folks. No, it's not. <laughs> so, and you're right. Uh, you I don't know like what? him. He's too robotic, mechanical. Yeah, right? and he, you know what? He he bailed too early. Uh, he was running the ball. He looked like John O'Corn out there at times. You remember John O'Corn? At Who's Michigan? the kid that beat leukemia? That they so, just that was Davis Warren. I, I like him. He had a gamer. couple good throws. I like him. He did. But he's he also a gamer. Had, he had also had a pick and a, and a couple other bad passes where you're like, okay, if something were to happen to JJ McCarthy, is there another guy that we can lean on? Is there? So, and I don't know that there is right now. So that's the biggest question mark, in my opinion. Is Harbaugh following the Lions' plan on back of quarterbacks? <laughs> no. You're prepared to be one of the best? No. And Davis Warren is, you know, he would have been recruited had he not had the leukemia, and I think that he's proven that. He's got the big arm. Uh, didn't have his best game, but again, last year he surprised everybody and had a great game. So he's had his moments. So, but really, it's you know what, you, you gotta you gotta hope that your quarterback stays healthy. You got running backs. We even talk about Benjamin Hall, the true freshman who was outstanding in the spring game. And who is they, he gonna give reps? It's gonna be interesting. Uh, he'll be probably battling for number three with C.J. Stokes. But in a couple years, they think that he. Mike Hart used the word special. He doesn't talk about young guys this way. He said he's gonna be a special back, and you could see with the footwork and the patience and the vision that this kid has a chance. So he's what Kevin Grady should have been. Let's put it that way. You know, you look at Corum, you look at Edwards, we talk about J.J. You know, the one thing missing, that I, I and the offensive line looks mm-hmm. like they'll have depth in numbers. Where, where they're missing compared to these elite schools is that wide receiver yep. that could catch a five-yard pass and make it a 55-yard yep. touchdown, the burner, right? right? 100%. Now, Roman Wilson does it on maybe some flat passes and, you know, some, some flares, and he's got the speed. And he gets close to the end zone. Right. Yeah, good Lord. And the final four. Yeah, but uh, they don't have that guy. Where, where's, you know, that, that, that playmaker right. that right. you throw him a quick little yeah. slant and... David Terrell, Mario Manningham, guys like that. Their number ones right now aren't any were close to what they were, you know, at the, there are the no, Braylon Edwards. There are no underclassmen who haven't had reps yet or, or, or a lot of game time that could emerge as a, that burner type that we see with, what, yeah. Georgia, right. Oklahoma, Clemson, right. 
Alabama, Ohio yeah. State, right? right? Yep. Uh, I will say this. There's a true freshman, Frederick Moore, who impressed that uh, was like, wow, this is a surprise. Uh, this kid kind of came out of nowhere. He's got great speed, and the, and the kids were talking about him. But we heard the same thing last year about Darius Clemens, and this kid, you know, we're still waiting for him to emerge. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh talked about the freak show of wide receivers last year. Tyler Morris, I think, has a chance to be that guy. But Amorian Walker hasn't emerged, and they moved him to defensive back. And then Darius Clemens is still, okay, when, when are we going to start to see this? This kid, you know, we heard great things about him. So it's not there. Yeah, let's put it that way. Chris Bells from the Wolverine.com is joining us as the huge show is live. If you have a Michigan comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1 838 4843. That's 1 huge. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word huge to 21,000. Chris, special teams. Mm. Uh, with no moody. Uh, how good will Michigan be kicker, punter, return game? Big question mark, right? Uh, Brandon Cornblue, who is actually used to be a kicker at Michigan. He runs a quick and kicking camp now. Love to get him on your show. I don't know if you've ever had him on your show, but he'd be a great guy to talk to about these guys. He's seen them all. Tommy Doman is a guy that I think has a chance to do all three. Now, he had a couple of extra points in the spring game that were about 20 feet off the ground. So we'll see what he does in game situations. But what a luxury to have a guy like Jake Moody that you know is going to make the kick against Illinois. You know, ice in his veins, he goes out there. A lot of guys, you know, choke under pressure like that. Look at Ohio State and the kid at Ohio State in the championship for the semifinal game. So uh, we'll see what Doman can do. He had some nice punts, but uh, they got a freshman coming in too, Adam Samaha, who I think might be able to handle kickoffs if Doman has to be the punter and the kicker. And then they've got their pick. Uh, you know, you got A.J. Henning back there again in returns. You've got a lot of guys that can do it. Uh, we'll see who they decide on, but uh, there's no shortage of, of guys, maybe even a freshman out there. We were just talking about Frederick Moore as a wide receiver. He had three catches in that game, including an over-the-shoulder catch that uh, looks kid looks like he's going to be pretty good down the road. If you have a comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opted on the HUGE text chain, text the word HUGE to 21000. That's H-U-G-E to 21000. Big. Bad. Huge. 